Hello and welcome to the My Hope Story podcast from Hope Community Church, Balanak. Stories of hope, all about Jesus. Who are we, but sinners saved by grace? Hello. Hello. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had this. And you are a long-awaited guest. Everyone's been wanting to hear your story. So I hope it's going to be good. <laughs> no pressure. I hope there's not going to be tears. <laughs> so Cara put this here in case there's going to be tears. Well, not I, from me I'm though. hoping he's going to cry. Well, yeah. Maybe I'll put one here just for sure. Maybe I'll hold on a cry. But. So, uh, yeah, we'll go back to the start with you once you tell us who you are. Um, and then you can just crack on with... You as a child and grown up and so on and so forth. I am still a child. Okay, so who <laughs> are you then? My name is Cara Bell and I am married to Pete Bell. The good Pete. Is that your defining characteristic? Yeah, that is. <laughs> that's my identity. <laughs> and yeah, we're here in Berlanark at Hope Community Church and we've been here for a few years. I'm planning here, got three boys. That's another defining feature of my life and a dog. <laughs> Which is the most important part of the yeah. dog. He saved my life today, actually. Why don't we, why don't we start on that? <laughs> well, I was drinking some tea. As you know, it can be quite treacherous when you drink tea and Apparently, went down yeah. the wrong way. And he got really upset and jumped into the bath for no reason. <laughs> and that saved your life? Well, that made me laugh, so I think that helped. Okay. So if anyone wants to do a YouTube tutorial on how to drink tea <laughs> to help Cara out, I'm sure she would appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to uh, baby Cara. Where did you grow up? I was born in Inverness. My parents still live in the same house as the one I grew up in. Um, Christian family, like, parents have always been believers and I, I guess I also was brought up going to church, so I also kind of believed in stuff. So, so, and I've got a brother who's a year and a half older than me. Um, well, okay. no, that's a good start. <laughs> Very detailed to start with. Actually, just go back to your introduction. No one ever actually uh, introduced themselves and who their family was. All right. So you're the only one that's actually went in detail with that. Okay. So you, you must actually like Pete and your 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 children. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to give more information than less. I think like more is more. Well, we'll be here at midnight. No, okay. please stop me. So you grew up in Inverness. Uh, for those people that aren't Scottish or don't know Scotland, Inverness is in uh, the north of Scotland. Yes. Up in the Highlands. Yes, the Highlands. <laughs> okay. Um, so you grew up in a Christian household. Um, would you say you enjoyed going to church as a child, or was it forced upon you? Oh, I think, I think I always remember believing in God, but I don't know that I was necessarily, I didn't have saving faith, I don't think then, but I, there was things about church that definitely I found a drag, and like, I do remember being a bit like, confused by things, and um, I don't ever rem remember being dragged out the door to church. But okay. I did, I know I moaned about it into my latter years, like teenage years and stuff, probably. Okay. So you, you mentioned there, 
there was things that you were maybe confused about. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start there? Yeah, I'm so confused. <laughs> Being well. <laughs> just confused at different things now. Um, I think I just, yeah, misunderstood a lot about the gospel, Didn't hadn't grasped the major things. I, I think I knew God existed, that God created the world, that he loved me, and I just didn't really understand what the cross was about. I didn't understand why that was needed. I thought it was yeah. a big mistake and... Why couldn't God have stopped that if he was God? You know, that kind of thing. So Good questions. Yeah. Very good questions. Questions we probably get asked daily as Christians. Yeah. And I also thought one Christmas that Jesus had just been born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I might have been like, what, eight? But I was like, what? It didn't just happen. Wait a minute, you were eight? I was expecting you to say you were like... Okay, maybe I was young. I don't know. Maybe younger. <laughs> Let's say I was five. Until Pete tells us it was last week. <laughs> Come on, you're not meant to shame your interviewees. Okay, okay. Well, it's, it's banter, Cara. It's Is it banter. though? Yeah, so, um, okay, so you were, you didn't really understand the gospel, um, but you believed in God. Yeah. Um, what was school life like for you, primary? Uh, well, weird, actually, probably weirder than most, because <laughs> I went to a Gaelic primary school. Okay. So yep. it was fully like that was the language we spoke there. So what's Gaelic? Gaelic is the Scottish language, original Scottish language. Oh, English. Are <laughs> there's no Scottish tongue? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. So my mum's family are all from Lewis, which is used to be very primarily Gaelic speaking, less so now. My dad has always been a sort of language fanatic yeah. and um, really wanted his kids to grow up bilingual. So uh, it made sense to send us to, me and my brother, to a Gaelic school. Interesting. So we were fairly near the beginning of this new primary school in, in uh, Inverness. So we were kind of not quite guinea pigs, but pretty, <laughs> pretty near the start of being yeah. guinea pigs. So is that quite common? More more so now, yeah. There's much more, I think, money being put into it now than there was then. But I mean it's I mean it was still well put together and yeah. you know, we were well educated, as you can see. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I think I struggled I would have struggled at school anyway, but yeah. I think that there was possibly other things that were added into the mix because of yeah. language barriers and things No, it's pretty cool. I, I would have definitely preferred that over learning French in school. Um I don't actually know anything about French or any French words, but yeah, I think that'd been pretty cool. Je ne comprends pas? Nope. Can you speak any Gaelic still? Rutbeck. Can you make a man a niche? There we go. That's offensive, Carl. It's impressive. I have no idea what it was, but it's impressive. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't do this interview in Gaelic because I would have struggled. Yeah. I mean, you'd come in handy when BBC Alba's on, so you can translate the football. Aye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, would you have had any kind of religious studies or anything in, in primary school? Uh, actually, I think maybe because um, up in the islands there's a lot of Christian, like, through and through, like, kind of Christian heritage there as well, so, like... Um, a lot of the teachers who were native Gaelic speakers and a lot of them were from like Harris and Lewis um, 
actually were believers themselves. Okay, so cool. they taught us, they, we had a Bible time at school. So um, and we used to pray in the mornings and like do the Lord's Prayer in Gaelic. No, I can't remember how to say it in Gaelic. So would that have been known as a, a kind of Christian school or was it? No, no, not at all. I think it was just the people, the majority of the teachers would have just held to, whether or not they were you know, necessarily saved, I don't know, and, um, but certainly they would have held to some sort of belief and Christianity was very much part of um, primary school life and our assemblies were very Christian focused. Look, a lot of Bible stories, a lot of Christian songs, which is actually a blessing that I probably haven't really considered very much. Yeah, like, no, I uh, mean, that, you know. as I was going to say, that could have been such a blessing for uh-huh. you. Yeah, I never really thought about that until then. <laughs> like, yeah, that's actually a good thing. Yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. Would you have spoke Gaelic the whole time there, or were you allowed to speak English as well? Well, we did speak English in the playground, but we would have somebody out there policing, saying, Brain Gaelic! Brain Gaelic! Not that we were like, you know, it sounds a bit rough and horrible, but no, it wasn't like that. It was just kind of, they were trying to encourage us to socialise in Gaelic as yeah. well as English, so. Okay, the wee rebel running about the primary, <laughs> trying to speak English. Yes. <laughs> so, I know. As if, you know, socialising when you're young isn't hard enough, yeah. but. So, would you have spoken only English at home? Was your parents no Gaelic well, or uh, My dad spoke Gaelic to my brother and I. Okay. And um, well, most most of the time, because I think he was really wanting to... Um, I, he had a, you know, a conscience about that. Like, if he's going to send us to a Gaelic school, then he should yeah. be speaking to, to us. And mum understood perfectly well Gaelic. She, she was able to help with a lot of homework and things like that. But generally, spoke English with her for whatever reason. Like it's just it's fine. Like oh, that's cool. Um, quite often we speak English to dad and be like, "Hanyomitukshin," which means I don't understand. We <laughs> 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 can speak in Gaelic, so. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, great. and it's a huge. Yeah, I'm so grateful for that. Amazing. Mm. So when you were at school, would you were all your friends um, Christians or? No, no. I'm um, actually it was a huge mix of different kinds of folk in my class um, some folk were just local like literally it was just the schools that were close to their home and the parents just sent them there also their smaller classes got yeah I suppose more like one-to-one time yeah. with a teacher um, so yeah no I, I try to think how many certainly now there's maybe only one or two that I can really think of in our class that have kind of carried on okay. in any sort of faith. So it was mainly just because it was part of the, the school? Yeah, and I, don't, I, mean, I hope they remember the stuff that we were taught. But, cool. Yeah. So what would what was church life like then in, in your household? Uh, well, we went to... Was, my mum and dad still attend the church that um, we used to go to, although it's moved now. <clears throat> it used to be called Torbreck. Um, and it was just down the road from our house, so it was a local church to us. Um, we actually met in a porter cabin for like years wow. because, uh, like, the house that we were in was like a wee kind of housey thing. Just we got too big for it, so okay. and there was always plans to kind of get a building, and it just took forever. And then eventually, they got the money together and got a building at another location nearby. So, well, the church is the people anyway. It's not. The yes, building. that's true. 
Thanks for that answer, yes. No, just not. <laughs> just for the abuse. Yeah, no, I know you're too. Um, so, church life, yeah, I think it was, it was, there was a split early on, but I was not aware really. I was too young to really understand why I know that there was a lot of uh, issues around music and, you know, different beliefs about how the spirit works and how, um, you know, we should conduct ourselves at church. So, I, again, I wasn't, I was kind of not really aware of that. Um, I just was aware of a lot of people being sad okay. for a while. Um, so, yeah, that was difficult. So was it quite traditional in the sense that, you know, you'd get your Sunday best clothes on and, and that mm, kind of stuff? No, it wasn't like pews and things. It was quite a relaxed kind of church. It was very family. There was a lot of families and um, kind of, I guess, modern music and... Um, Right, laid back services and yeah. like ish, you know, it wasn't. I mean, it was formality there. We did communion, we did baptisms, we did um, membership things. Like that. You know, it wasn't like complete free for all. It was just that it was a bit more relaxed than you're sitting in the pews, kind of. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with pews. <laughs> there's no wrong thing you say on this. <laughs> okay. Don't offend like, anybody. Chris was already. He's he's already done all of that. He's he's offended everybody <laughs> that we can offend anyway, so it's fine. Okay. Um, Okay, so would you attend kind of Sunday school as a child then? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. What's your memories of that? Yeah, I remember colouring in. <laughs> like, I honestly don't really remember much, but that's because I've got a bad memory. It's nothing to do with anyone who taught me, but I do remember being a bit like, um, I don't know, like why do they always dress the same in these pictures and like, <laughs> why are they always wearing dressing gowns? To be fair, I really get it. And that, that's been quite a common theme throughout and I think it is because uh, <laughs> just colouring in and doing okay. arts and crafty stuff and I suppose that's what children do mm-hmm. but um, okay. well that's not a negative memory necessarily no. it was just that's what I remember yeah. it meant you were taken away from the adults who were paying attention to the actual sermon so mm, that's true it wasn't <laughs> a distraction <laughs> yeah. exactly maybe we should do that on Sunday let's take you out um, that's a good idea <laughs> okay so uh, your brother, was he a Christian as well? Well, he was brought up the same as me, like we both learned the same things. I, I do believe he... I do believe he believes. Um, I'm not sure where he's at right now um, in his faith, but certainly, like, we... He's never been antagonistic yeah. to the Gospel or anything like that. Okay. Um, he actually went through a really... It's okay to launch into another story. Um, <laughs> I thought it's relevant to my brother's story anyway, because when he was seven, he fell ill, like really seriously ill, with some sort of virus to the brain. So yep. he ended up paralysed for like three months. Wow. Um, and it was just like a bit of a nightmare, obviously. More, just a bit of a nightmare. Like it's an understatement of the year. Um, so he was basically in Edinburgh Hospital for three months, like having to, like he'd forgot everything basically. He knew who people were, but he'd forgotten mm-hmm. how to speak, how to walk, how to move basically. So he had to learn all these things all over again. So that set him back big time mm-hmm. with school stuff. Um, and I believe also in his understanding of faith, maybe, I don't know, I, I'm not sure. So, so is he your older brother or younger? Yeah, he's a year and a half older. Okay. So how did that make you feel towards God? Because that must have been really challenging. Well, I was only five at the time and I just remember 
again, not really, I didn't necessarily feel the impact of it sad, in a sadness way for me, but because I, I just went with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I could see that it was making my parents sad and I could see that it was sort of panic and, and things. But I just, I think I largely just carried on as as was and watched a lot of films and like, because my parents would always have been back and forth from the yeah. hospital and yeah. I was getting babysat a lot by people and um, I don't, again, I don't remember it being a negative time, which is a yeah. weird thing, because whenever I did visit Kieran, um, I do remember being, it being a positive experience, but again, I think largely nurses and doctors and my parents would have tried to make that a positive experience yeah. for me and not a scary one, yeah. because he was, he had wires and like oxygen and things like that going on um, some of the time, so I, like, any encounter I did have with him was like, was some fun stuff around it and was toys involved and mm -hmm. like um, we'd, I'd try and make him smile and then you know it's just like there's happy memories there um, so I don't remember being scared or upset but I think I did I think maybe felt a bit jealous at some you know at some point yeah. that he was getting all this attention and because he got loads of cards from school and like everyone's asking about Kieran, 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 Kieran like as as they should have been you know um, so I guess as a a sinful sibling, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, me. absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> wow, that must have been must have been tough on your family. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah broken them. I think, but God has used it as well. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So I want to talk a wee bit about <clears throat> music because you're quite a singer. How did that come around? Uh, well, actually, I think primary school as well. So. Okay. I think we, we were part of a choir. Our class, we took part in the, the mod. Have you heard of a mod? Like a kind of Scottishy, yeah, Gaelic-based music festival type thing. We're reading and creativity and... No? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you could do a solo thing or you could do a, a kind of choir thing. So quite yeah. often our class would... There's a lot of music people in my class, actually. We used to take part in this every year and we get really good sort of vocal training and things like that from some people who'd been involved in the mod and things over the years so that I'm sure that was part of mm -hmm. what sparked an interest in music um, also my family like my my gran was a singer my granny was a singer so my aunties sing so like I think there's there's definitely kind of a blood thing there too. Yeah, that's cool. And that's stuck with you, as we know, right through it. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. I'm sure we can get some stories about that later on. <laughs> a lot of time spent with a hairbrush in my room as well. So <laughs> <really>. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so when when do you? I may be jumping ahead here. So if if I am, just pull me back. When do you believe you were saved? <clears throat> Yeah, I would be a bit further on into my like mid-teens. Okay. Um, and that's not to say I didn't have any meaningful moments of like belief with, I, I don't know, I guess I'll not know till I get to heaven, but. Yeah. Um, so why don't we touch on, um, <clears throat> because you'd mentioned earlier on, you didn't really know the gospel, you kind of believed in God, but you didn't really know what the script was. Mm -hmm. When did those questions start getting answered then? Because I'm assuming that's before you're saved. Yeah, well, yes, it must have been, but I don't really, I don't remember dates of, <laughs> I never remember dates anyway, but like, 
of when things like the cross became clear to me, but I don't necessarily think that was the moment that I suddenly believed. I think yep. maybe things clicked into place over time. Um, largely, I think having a youth worker or um, an elder that was involved in the youth, I mean, he really brought the Bible to life for me and the Gospels and Jesus and yeah. how real it was and how it wasn't just <clears throat> stories. And not that I thought it was made up or anything, but he was just, you know, that, that these are real places, these are yeah. real people and they're yeah. all connected and that, you know, from beginning to end, there's a thread going through. And I was like, man, I just, I know I, I didn't even really, you can articulate it, but I was like, this has just been up till now just what I do like yeah. this is just where I go and you know I kind of hold to yeah there's something that I do believe God's there and I do believe he loves me but you know there's a real um depth to it that goes beyond what I could ever have imagined you know um what was your question <laughs> just <laughs> when, when yeah just when you started to understand the gospel and what it meant yeah I suppose connecting all the dots throughout the bible is part of it and the bible in isolation <clears throat> is a book full of random stories mm -hmm. that on the face of things probably doesn't actually connect anything to anything. It's yeah. got this old book that it's just a lot of violence and rage to this other book it's probably a bit more about love and and forgiveness and it's hard to really find a connection there mm -hmm. unless mm -hmm. you actually dig into it and understand it and start to pray through it. So for anyone that is a you know reading the Bible but maybe not a believer and or gave themselves to Christ. It's mm. yeah, it's it's challenging to go through that one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still learning. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. There's still often things I'm like, man, I did not know that. Or like just it's and it's not even necessarily massive to anyone else, but it's just little things that, you know, about God's character or something that yeah. kind of add to the multifaceted view that you get of, of him and the depth of how true it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean I'm still blown away when <laughs> You, you, you dive into one of the older books and you and they're talking about Jesus mm -hmm. for, and you just think <laughs> how is that not obvious to me at the time uh -huh. it's it's unbelievable yeah like hundreds of years yeah yeah uh, and that's that's just the brilliance of God but, mm -hmm. yeah. okay so um, primary was a bit weird for you um, yeah it was positive and negative mixed yep yeah. uh, what was, what was high school like then? Was it a normal high school? Let's start there. Uh, it was a normal high school. <laughs> normal yep. English, if you like, yep. what you yep. prefer. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah no, it's, uh, it was like, uh, they did Gaelic um, subjects in Melbourne, okay. which is the school I went to. So it was kind of, the <laughs> until third year at school, I did all my subjects in Gaelic, apart from P.E. English. <laughs> and well, they're a bit tough to do P.E. and Gaelic because that's like football and stuff, isn't it? Well, how is that tough? <laughs> that's probably bad for me. I'm trying to think now. There's like three subjects I didn't have in Gaelic. Possibly like maths, maybe. Okay. I, anyway, I mean, it doesn't so, all but, matter. Yeah, <laughs> so I had uh, French. So uh, all these subjects were still in Gaelic up till third year. So we were still with the same group of kids. So we moved. I thought you said this at a normal high school. Sorry, it is a normal high school. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> just saying normal. It's not unnormal. It's just different to what you know, right? <laughs> Being inflammatory. I think I touched on it, I don't know. I'm just uh, speaking out of 
speaking on behalf of those who are angry right now. Speaking speaking right. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> so, what was high school like then? So, yeah. what's uh, going on there? I think it's significant that we had the same class. So, we yeah. the the Gaelic primary school <clears throat> class I grew up from P one up to P the secondary three. We're the same group, so. With that, I think, came issues of we just knew each other like family. And although there was good relationships there that have gone on, and yeah. you know, there's also a lot of negative memories of just a bit of bullying, a bit of like just nastiness and um, like recurrent, like just wearing <clears throat> difficult relationships. So I definitely struggled a lot with relationships in school. like. Um, so were you on the other end of being bullied and certainly a lot of time okay. yeah but I think and there were definitely times I probably brought it on myself okay. <laughs> I mean I was probably annoying and like didn't read the situation or something I don't know but yeah I was definitely bullied in, at times in school and I remember one day just being like nobody is speaking to me and my best friend was off that day so like I had no friends for like a lunch time when I was wondering about it at the high school. Like, but then in fourth year, we got split. So that, the class, the, the blob got yeah. split up and we all went our kind of separate ways um, to different, different subjects and things as you do. And I just remember being like, this is the best thing ever. Like, cause people were, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, that's, people were perfect but certainly I just felt that there was a different atmosphere in yeah. classrooms like yeah. I was like wow people actually speak to each other with, res with respect you know and like people were nice to each other and it's just the bit I don't know a taste of normal that was like lovely yeah. and I, okay. I made good friends then that I hadn't thought it was possible that's cool <clears throat> I want to go back to you being bullied not not to make you cry, although if you no, do I'm want to cry, cry, I'm cry. Uh, good for entertainment purposes. Um, mm. So, what were you ever bullied? First of all, were you ever bullied for being a Christian? Minor, if if I was, then that's not the pro pro predominant memory. It was just like okay. that was maybe just part of it. Uh, yeah, maybe and that like to be honest, I didn't really in primary school anyway. Again, like it was large. There was a lot of Christian teaching going on. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't think anybody really questioned it in primary school that much. But then, I guess into secondary, when I did become a Christian and was um, making more of a stand for what I believed in, then yeah, I guess there was more comments made. But then, I think by then I was a bit more... Uh, I'd, oh, I didn't care as much, but, you know, but then... Early, I think maybe first, second and third year, yeah. I think those were difficult years because I think it was a lot of comments made like about appearance. Yeah. You know, I mean, that wasn't just me. It was like a lot of girls in the class um, just made fun of her clothes you wear, whatever, yeah. like this just like, the usual things, but just relentless yeah. every day. And the people who did it probably don't even remember. Probably like not. that's the thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so were you quite vocal about being a Christian or was that, yeah? Yeah, well, well, yeah, I think when I was, I think I was 15. I'm like, how can I not remember? 15 or 16. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I definitely was like, because I, I got baptised and I invited friends to yeah. to see the baptism and everything. and um, So that was a big deal. And we, there was a kind of, there was actually quite a big group 
not just the Gaelic speaking people, but mm. there was other folk as well in Melbourne who were Christians and we used to go along to this youth event called Extreme. Okay. And uh, we were like pretty much like running it ourselves with the music and like um, getting people to come and speak and like having kind of little uh, creative bits going on with like drama stuff and things to try and get the gospel across. So like it didn't feel like I was on my own. Yeah. I never felt alone as a Christian. There was always people that I felt I could talk to and we had a um, an SU group called Sold Out after school every week. It was. Um, so yeah, positive actually laterally in high school okay. as a Christian, really. Miraculously. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were when you were getting bullied and stuff, not not just for being a Christian but just in general, did you ever turn to God or or that during that time, can you remember? Yeah, I think I, I would have. I mean, I I knew the truth of I've been created and that, you know, and my parents would have uh, reinforced all, all these truths to me as well, because uh, they, they knew mm-hmm. what was going on at school. Um, but I, I suppose as an immature kid, you're not really able to put two and two together that well sometimes you're like all you can feel is the hurt yeah. of the words that are being said and um, I've always been good at just holding on to the negative things mm-hmm. that someone says like so I don't I, I don't know whether what came first whether that caused that or whether I was already yeah. like that but yeah. um, I think I already had a tendency to kind of hold on to and believe the lies and believe the yeah. you know well what I look like me, means that's what I'm worth and um so that definitely created some toxic stuff going on inside me. Okay. Um, so you came out the other end though, which is a positive. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you said you were maybe 15, 16 when you got baptised. Can you remember the lead up to that, the kind of light bulb moment at all? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as I said, the elder that did a lot of work with the youth, I mean, he put a lot of time into teaching us the Bible and... Um, bringing it to life to us and like we'd already we'd just been for a weekend away um and as part of that weekend away we were away at a what do you call it it was at a football pitch a big convention type thing billy it was billy graham's son franklin graham okay and um he did a kind of altar call thing down at the pitch and uh, so it's like if you want to become a christian then come down the pitch and everything so I thought this was the moment, you know, I was like, oh, this is it, right. So with like 600 other people, I went down to the pitch. Wow. Somebody, and, and like it was, it was a deal, like it yeah, was. Yeah. I'm not trying to belittle that. Um, so somebody came up to me and took my details and like prayed with me and kept in touch with me. Like to her credit, she did um, send me cards for months after that. Um, but I remember thinking on the way home, I just was like, I just feel a bit flat. Like, okay. I don't know if I've done this right or did I not <laughs> say the prayer right or what am I doing? Like, I still feel like I'm down. I remember looking out the minibus window at the, at the moon and just been like, the grandeur of like the universe yeah, yeah, yeah. there. And I was like, how can I not feel anything yeah. about this? Like, so you expected on? some supernatural feeling to yes. come over you when you... Yeah. And that didn't happen. It, well, it didn't at that point, no. no. There was no fireworks, there was no like... Ah, it just felt flat. And I was like... No, no angels coming yeah. down and singing and... Yeah, no. That's disappointing. Yeah, I just thought I'd be more excited. Okay. So on the way home, 
I guess, like, over that week, sort of, sort of thinking about it and um, told mum and dad about it and they were obviously happy yeah. to hear all these things and everything. And then um, Angus, the, the elder that I'm talking about, he... He would he would have known that like a few of us went down to the pitch that that weekend and he went to follow up with that the week after and make sure it was like basically here's what you're saying <laughs> you were doing like yep. um, if you want to commit your life to God then this is what it means and um, do you really want that because if you actually do want to follow the Lord um, he will take you at your word and he, yep. will, he you know if you give your life to him he will take you. And were, I was like, were you a very thin during all this? Yeah, oh, that was a big, yeah, definitely. Um, big thread through it all was, well, clearly he taught, he, he was bringing Jesus' words to life. Yeah. You can't <laughs> do that without yeah. being aware of your sin and how much you need him. And, yeah. you know, you can't just earn your way to heaven. You have to um, trust in him for what he's done. And How, how did you feel towards being a sinner? I'm okay with that. I'm like, I've never doubted it. I'm like, I have no problem with being told I'm a sinner okay. at all. I'm like, it's it can be more obvious. Yeah, because <laughs> like, a lot of people can can take offence to that. Yeah, as well, well, yeah, definitely because it means because it takes. I guess because I was brought up in the church, though, I was told about sin from the start, but I was also told about forgiveness yeah. from the start. So it's not like I've gone my whole life thinking. Um, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then, bam, you're a sinner. I was like, <laughs> um, So I I guess there was groundwork done there already. So I, I wasn't completely shocked by the, the idea of being a sinner. So that was okay. Can you remember if you ever made conscious efforts to not sin in the obvious ways? Yeah, definitely. Um, massive ways like... Uh, um, relationships like it was um involved with a guy when it was like 14 it's like it's just we were just kids you know but um i remember it being a big deal that he wasn't a christian yeah um mum was like hmm what church does he go to like who's this guy um so we stayed together like an hour uh, an hour and a half a year and a half <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <I'm not>. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough time to be in love yeah. at that age surely but it just naturally ended because we you know, yeah. grew up a bit and then um, another relationship started when I was 16. I was just obviously just one of these people that ended up in serious relationships. And um, he wasn't a Christian to begin with either. So mum and dad must have been like, ah, <laughs> at that point. Um, and genuinely thought that was it. We were going to yeah. get married. That was, you know, um, planned our lives out kind of thing as you do at age 16. And... Um, and I remember I broke up with him kind of halfway through the relationship because I was like, you're not a Christian and like, mm -hmm. we shouldn't be together and stuff like that. And then um, he actually did become a Christian. Like, he, and... Uh, was that because you broke up with Well, yeah, it sounds, I know, it sounds a bit <laughs> suspect. So it was like, just because you become a Christian doesn't mean we get back together. <laughs> um, but he, he genuinely did, and his brother as well, had become wow. a Christian. And it was wonderful, but our relationship was still wrong. Yeah. And it didn't make just because he became a Christian. Um, it became apparent over time that we were just not right for each other at yeah. all. Um, and I'm glad you broke up with him because we might not have been sitting here. Well, yeah, now. exactly. exactly so. I know. And I'm so grateful for, you know, the fact that even though I was running one direction, the Lord, you know, 
gently brought me back and also you know his life yeah he was yeah, being yeah. brought in another direction he was also a christian he's now married with the kids and it's great you know so That's like awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely and i don't know where his brother's at right now but um clearly god was at work in that too and even in my mistakes and i'm not saying that makes it all right and you know you should just go out with a non-christian because then they become just flirt to convert kind of thing it doesn't work that way um but I do believe that the Lord was at work yeah. graciously in my sinful decision-making in my life. Cool. So you were baptised then at 15, 16-ish. Um, <laughs> what do you remember about that day? I do remember being very nervous. There was five of us that were baptised together. Um, and yeah, I, like it was a total high, like getting to invite non-Christians along and um, proclaiming what you believe and yeah, um, yeah, it was a wonderful day. Like telling you, I spoke my testimony at the front, told them how I became a Christian, and um, yeah, it was it was amazing. Like. It's so easy to get caught up though thinking it's about you well, yeah. in those days. Oh, and I probably did at that yeah. point, um, was much more thinking about myself than I was about um, the truth of it. But I do think even so, God has used it. Um, yeah. And I don't, yeah, my baptism was still an act of obedience, even if it was a flawed act of obedience. Yeah, we'll take that. It sounds plausible. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> Okay, so what happened to your life after being saved and baptised? And... It's just been a pattern of ups and downs, I suppose. I think I remember at age 17 hitting a real low. I was journaling a lot, <laughs> like writing things like, I'm just done with life. And yeah. and that was, this was having been a Christian, obviously. Yeah. So um, it's complicated. I just didn't really know where I was coming and going. I was just kind of didn't know what I was doing with my life. Um, I guess relationship stuff was like, yeah. didn't know what, what to rely on. And I hadn't learned how to rely on Christ. I hadn't learned to put my roots down deep in him at that point. And I'm still learning that big time. And you know, I think that that's very, very important because people think once you're saved, baptised, that's it. Yeah, that, yeah. That's only the beginning. Oh, definitely. It's so much tougher. And yeah. you don't know anything at that point. Mm. Like all you know is, I love God. God loves me. Jesus has saved me. Yeah, but and sometimes it just take. I mean, He graciously takes us through different situations yeah, that reveal sure. what's really in our hearts. And absolutely, and I think that was exactly what was going on and has been going on since then. Is <laughs> just like bringing out sin, revealing sin to myself, um, and well. Not just so that he can batter me with it, but so that he can bring me closer to himself yeah. and comfort me and strengthen me and um, make me wiser, mm -hmm. um, as you can see. But like I, I, I do see fruit and I do see growth over yeah. the years, but it's just been really slow and I fight it all the way because I want my own way most of the time. Mm, Which is, good. yeah, it's a sad truth, but yeah. So, so what happened after high school then? Did you go to uni? Did you... Why are you smiling at Pete? What did you He's do just... Oh, he loves this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not straight away. Or was it 
Uh, this is where I'm bad because I don't remember what order things happened in. Oh no no, the first time, the first year after I left school, so I did, I stayed till sixth year at school, and the plan was to go to art school. So I loved yep. art and um, got into grade school of art in Aberdeen, and I didn't go. Deferred for a year, um, mainly because of this relationship I was in. Okay, so you chose um, that. Well, kind of. Also, I was just scared. Yeah. Didn't really have much of an ambition for what to do with that degree. I didn't really, I couldn't see a clear, like, um, you know, I didn't know what I would want to do. Um, so I was kind of just, what do you call it, digging your heels in kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I went to uh, a local college and just did a kind of fine art course, a general fine art course, course that you would do in order to get into art school. Um, so yeah. most folk were there saying, why are you here? <laughs> you got into art school and you're here. Why are you here? <laughs> like, um, just wasting time, basically. And I also worked that year in a shop, in a kilt shop. Oh, very good. So that was that year. It was, again, I think I learned a lot, made friends there that were you know, valuable. Shared, actually shared my faith a lot that year um, with people in the class. So it was really interesting conversations with some weird and wonderful people that were on this course. Yeah, because the artistic world is full of wonderful people. There were some mentalists in there, by the way. Um, but it was great. It was so good. I hope they're watching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there too. You're mental. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that year ended and then I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And then... Uh, what was it? I was just after that. It was activate that year, yeah. Because we were still with this guy. So yeah. we were like, we want to serve the Lord with our lives. So um, we both applied to Youth for Christ. Yep. And he got a place down in Newcastle to do a football, sports kind of gospel outreach. Okay. It's a voluntary thing. So you just raise money to go and share the gospel with people through the means of medium of football. Does that sound weird? Yes. That's fine. Yeah, that sounds good. That's uh, what that's what Pete does when he plays fives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I went to Luton near London. Okay. Wow, well, I don't know where you went, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. I'm old. I've done a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I always forget how old you are. <laughs> Pete, am I old? Very old. Yeah. <laughs> but get to the good part one. Um so basically I did drama and singing. And <laughs> dancing. Okay. Like, so you're a professional dancer for a year. I wasn't a professional dancer. I was a volunteer. That's even worse. So okay. we what kind of dancing? We both well, street dance. Kind of street thing. Yeah. So we did. Why? Why are you want to witness this? I'm so glad phones weren't, you know, prevalent back then because that is absolutely definitely no. an opportunity for outreach here to do dancing. <laughs> no, I I didn't say I was good. Pete, when he, when he no, yeah, definitely. I could hear the Lord call. Absolutely. <laughs> We did, anyway, so it was a bit ramshackle, like it was all run by very young people, it was a lot of, this is where I'm going to end up slain, like, youth of Christ are great, but like there was very little accountability, kind of really, what, where we were going, what we were doing, the kind of timetable we had, there was four of us, two guys and two girls living in this house. You know, it could have gone really bad. That is a well dodge. <laughs> Nobody checking in really to see how we were doing, and you know, not spiritually anyway. Yeah. Um. Although there were like things that we did gather together, and that's not to say there was nothing helpful about that year. Absolutely, there was. It was great, and I'm just so again 
so blessed that I was with a, a team um, led by a girl called Ellie who was a godly girl and like you know took seriously God's word and like um, I can't, yeah, we, we kind of had a bit of accountability between us and things like that so there was that it was really good um, but I just can't believe you were a dancer I know so we went so we, like, we went around schools and we did gigs and so we would have like um, I shouldn't laugh this is a real thing this is the year I did you know this is part of my life I'm not going to laugh at it um, a key part of your life I didn't say that uh, so we went into classrooms and we'd maybe do an RE class so we'd kind of tell the kids the gospel yeah, and right. like maybe do a wee drama bit about it and ask questions like let the kids ask questions about things so basically and that, that's class. good though that, that oh yeah definitely cool. and there was some great stuff but we were only there for a week and then we'd do yeah. a wee gig at the end uh, where we'd invite them to come and watch our dances so the, da- the dances are to songs that so <laughs> a lot of them are kind of current tracks from the charts yeah. so like uh, things that you could take a Christian message out of yeah. um, so like Bring Me to Life Evanescence for example um, and like, why did we not see this on the talent <laughs> that's all I want to know oh dear anyway so and then it would be a gospel bit in the middle of yeah. like telling people why we're here what we're doing and why they need to hear the message and stuff so it was a great year and I'm grateful for it but I can't believe we didn't die on the roads because <laughs> the guy who was driving us up and down the country was 17 years old and just passed his test wow. he, was, he was great but yeah we, we, we had a couple of near misses. Well, that's another thing that you've survived. So yeah. that's good. Okay, so you were in looking for a year, mm-hmm. uh, singing, dancing, being creative, and trying to get the gospel into schools and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. What brought you? What brought you to Glasgow? Oh well, there's Is another, that year, between that. That? <laughs> another okay. year before that. <laughs> another year. So I was like, what do I do now? What do I do? Now? Only you were thirty by that point. <laughs> <laughs> Forty actually. <laughs> And I just was like, the, the natural next step is to just go home. And, yeah. you know, that's, it was kind of like, I didn't feel led in any other direction as such. So went home and had connections with Youth for Christ, a local Youth for Christ yep. in, in Inverness. So ended up doing a bit of voluntary work in a high school in Inverness with another really amazing team of people, along with the guy I was with again. Um, and we did kind of lunchtime clubs and um, like RD classes, things like that. So it was similar, like there was a lot of transferable stuff. We worked with kids with behavioural difficulties and things. So we went into the base, the kind of behavioural base mm-hmm. for almost like half the day and just sit with kids that were struggling and just like help do their homework or play games with them and stuff. Um, yeah, and we got to know them really well and the, the teachers and... So there, were, there was a unique kind of a Christian presence in that school that yeah. I've never really seen anywhere yeah. else. Um, and uh, Lindsay Howie was um, kind of heading it up and she really poured into my life in a big way. And she was the per- first person that I really had properly regular like accountability and like Bible study and um, like she just really spoke into my life in a really helpful way and questioned whether my relationship was right and things like that. She went there. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to hear that. It's okay, I know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
but at that point she was right I just didn't want to hear it and we were also arguing a lot and we were like it was just like it was going bad but I just didn't want to listen to the truth yeah um, we didn't bring out good things in each other at all and we were yeah, in a sinful like <laughs> relationship really so um, eventually we, we ended that and that was that was that and um, but it, was, it didn't spoil the year of you know what we were doing there it was good like and it's amazing that God uses people's talents and skills in, in that way and it sounds as if that, mm-hmm. uh, that girl that you were with done, done a lot of good stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so you've done that for a year what happened after that did you come to Glasgow yes so it's going to sound like I'm just a serial relationship finder but, <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> and it's not that I'm not trying to say relationships are the key to anything it's just that Again, God has been gracious in my... What would I do? So that's why you tell us you stopped Pete? <laughs> uh, well, it was, a, it was a longer process than it sounds like it was, but basically we broke up with this guy and had complete peace about it. It was completely like, this is the right thing. It was like yeah. a burden being cast off, and I don't mean that in a bad way towards him at all. I just mean it in a, like, this was the right thing for both of us, and I knew yeah. it deep, you know, and walked away with joy, actually. Like... Um, but so the the ball had already started rolling with um, what was happening next, which was that I was going to move down to Glasgow and do a course with International Christian College, okay. which is no longer there. Yeah. Um, in Glasgow, obviously. And Did you know anyone in Glasgow, or were you just coming down on your own? Uh, well, I had family, some family there, but I wasn't necessarily going to live with them or anything. Yeah. It was just Glasgow. My mum and dad knew Glasgow. They were actually they grew up. Okay. There as well, so um, it's interesting that they lived there, moved up to Inverness, and then I moved back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, sorry, lost my thread now. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I'd applied to go to International Christian College. There's a like, backstory to that as well, like why I went to Bible, school. Bible College was like, what am I doing with my life? My thought process was, I want to know the Lord, I want to yeah. know what he wants for me. I want to know the Bible better. That was my desire. So I was like, mm-hmm. Lord, show me what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that. And I went, we were actually staying for a wee holiday with my mum and dad's friends in Gerloch. A beautiful place, absolutely stunning place. Yeah. And um, she mentioned somebody who went to Bible college. It was just, it, she wasn't even talking to me. She was just talking to some, like my mum, about somebody who went to Bible college. And I was like, like lightning bolt. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes. Why didn't I ever think of that? Like, I would love to do that. Um, so I just like went upstairs, sat in my bed, and I was like, Lord, if this is what you want, let it happen. Like, this is what this is and my heart is I was like on fire, I just want to do this. <laughs> and uh, so I looked into it straight away and it looked like either like Dingle which was really near Inverness, I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, away from that. And, uh, or Glasgow or London. And I was like, gonna go back to London. So Glasgow was a very natural kind of uh, idea. Um, so I applied to that and then, so broke up with this guy, applied to International Christian College and then went through the interview process where, so the, the college bit was fine, but then you had to get placed with a church or a Christian organisation. Okay. And... So I went to a couple of interviews and I just never sort of, it just, I mean, it wasn't a kind of mutual connection there between us. So um, it wasn't until the third one, which was Cartsbridge Evangelical in the south side of Glasgow. 
Oh, um, Vasi's going? Yes. Um, the third one, I was just like, yes. This, this, this just feels different. And the people, what they're saying, the message that they're, you know, just the work, like how they talk about their faith. I was like, I feel at home here, yeah. like already. And um, so, yeah, I, I'd got a phone call because it was obviously, it, was, it depended on whether I felt I wanted to be there and they wanted me, yeah, you know, yeah, I had yeah, to absolutely. kind of work together. So yeah, yeah. I might well want to go, but they wouldn't want me. But I got a phone call from Alistair saying, um, it's been a unanimous decision that they <laughs> want you to come and be our student youth worker. Not a, you know, yeah. I should have added that in, youth worker. Um, so, and I said, well, oh, 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 okay, okay. And I was excited. I was like, I'll need to phone you back because that's what you meant to do. You meant to feel like, I need to go and think and pray about this. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to go and think about it, um, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I was like, you knew straight away. Yeah, you? and I was like, do you know what, Alistair? Never mind, I'm going to go, I'm going to come. It's fine, <laughs> I don't need to think about it. Because um, I already already thought about it, already prayed about it, and I knew I wanted to go there. Um, so yeah, two weeks later, <laughs> went to go and see their holiday club just to kind of get a feel for yep. the church and the, the young people there and everything. So I um, met <laughs> Pete. <laughs> We became friends straight away. Like. So you fell in love with one of the young people? <laughs> no. no Pete was, was he or was he not one of the young people of the youth group at that time? No, he was not. Really? This is, you need to come out here and say that right now. <laughs> You're This is slander. Well, Pete's like 10 years younger than you. Two right? years younger than me. He was in the YF and you were helping lead it. I was in the YF too, really. I was but you were helping lead it. as a He's still making it weird. Yeah, you're making this weird. Yeah, I make it weird. I wish I could remember what age we were because it was an appropriate age. There's actually too many, too much of that going on. So let's, yeah. just, like, let's just forget about that, right? So, so you're at, um, yeah, so you're, you're in Glasgow now. You're meeting the young people who's not Pete. Can I just say the youth, the youth fellowship was filled with people who were married, like married, or like, you know, at uni. So it was like a very old, it's like totally slander. So you're saying Pete was married and then you're a woman? <laughs> I'm not saying everyone was married at the youth fellowship, but okay. certainly okay. there was a lot of older age yeah. group there. Okay. <laughs> so that must have been quite daunting though, to come down to Glasgow, kind of on your own, quite young. I was young, I was young. <laughs> what? Trusting in Jesus to, to lead you through that. Yeah, um, I was braver then. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. So, what was the long term goal then? So, you did you want to kind of work in, uh, be a youth worker within ministry? Was that kind of what you were going down? I think, again, I just went with like what was the natural next step rather yeah. than like I don't really ever plan ahead <laughs> very far. Never have, never will. Um, so having done the youth work thing with Youth for Christ and then also the high school thing in Inverness, I thought it was a natural next step to then apply yeah. to do youth work. So like, um, yeah, like I, I never felt especially like gifted at it, but then I never feel especially gifted at anything. So like, um, I just was trying to follow what I thought was an obedient yeah. uh, next step. And, um, I, I don't know what I'd expected really, to be honest. I, I didn't know whether I would end up being an, a youth worker of a church or if I'd maybe just 
be part of a team of another group of folk and had no idea where it was leading, to be honest. You were just happy to just go where yeah. Jesus just to be honest, sent you. The reason I went to Bible college was for Bible teaching. Yeah, yeah. Like that was that was my primary reason for being there. But the youth work thing just was a bit of a fun like side. Came, came alongside it. Yeah. So I think it was a very brief overview of what it looked like when you were at the International Christian College. What yeah. did you take away from that? Was a lot of was it what you expected and so on and so forth? No, it was not what I expected. I think actually um, I think I was quite naive about what it meant to be a Christian and in a in a nice way as well, but in a I think I got cynical okay. as time went on because I started to realise there were so many different people that said different things and believed different things about the Bible, believed different things about how church should be done, about who's saved, who's not saved, yeah. how you show that you're saved and like things that you should do, shouldn't do. I was just like, like my brain exploded and I got really down and discouraged actually, like maybe about halfway through. Did that take um, you away from your personal walk with it, you? Well, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. I think it did affect, affect me a lot. I think I, um, yeah, I remember crying to my dad about it. Actually, when we went to visit, I was like, I feel like I've just lost my childlike faith. I just feel like mm-hmm. I've just forgotten. I'm never going to get it back. Like, I just feel like it's gone. Because um, I'm just so discouraged by... Like I thought I knew what a Christian was. I thought yeah. just like you say you believe and you believe and that's yeah. it. And I know it. And actually, to bring it back, I, I do think I've gone full circle. Not back to where I was, mm-hmm. but certainly... It's not what I thought. I was. I, I thought we'd be enlightened mm-hmm. into, mm-hmm. you know, well, things are more complicated than I thought. You know, actually, you have to do all these things, and it's it's really really complicated, and um, you have to be at the right kind of this and that. But actually, I've come back to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. You know, like it's simple as you're a sinner, you need saved. Trust in Him. And I think that's what puts a lot of people off. Do you think that they need to go away and follow all these rules and tick all these boxes and do all these nice things to to be saved? Saved and in the end, yes, all those things are definitely important. Yeah, yeah. But that's definitely. not that's not how you how you become saved. No, absolutely. And I know there's a lot, you know, then that that the steps that come after that of you, you do need to be part of a health church. Yeah, you know, you can't just absolutely. survive on your own. And but that's not to say these things don't save you. Yeah. Like these things are an outworking of your faith. So, like, I think I just, yeah, I got really discouraged by what I thought was, am I even a Christian? Like, yeah. do I, what do I even believe? Like, I was just like, I'm ready for giving up here. I just I'm, I can't handle this. Destroy and, was this my faith. <laughs> and was this because of the people that were teaching you at the college or was this your own research which was causing <laughs> this? I don't think anyone was at fault. I think it was just that it was a very diverse lecturing. Yeah. Like there's a lot of different opinions, um, and I think that caused problems. Like there was definite issues that came from that, um, but yeah, it was just so naive. Like I had no idea. So when they were saying things, I just took it as fact, and like yeah. so, I was maybe taught some very very wrong things. That at the time I was like, okay, oh wow, didn't know that. Like I wasn't thinking critically about it. I wasn't yeah. really weighing it up. I was just like, I'm just overwhelmed by so much information. I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And then you could brief and actually process it. Yes. And I think the Lord was at work in that. Breaking away. I think breaking away 
the things that were unnecessary mm-hmm. um, and then gently just bringing me to put back the blocks that were unmovable like what is unmovable here in my faith what what is unchangeable and that is yeah. God is unchangeable like the cross is unchangeable his love for me is unchangeable you know things like that cannot be moved and then there's other things that while they matter you know are they uh, they aren't what saves me and what disqualifies me you know yeah it's a pretty solid way of thinking about it yeah the unmovable things I like that that's good so I've got a very small wall now a big wall but (laughs) (laughs) so you said you you remember crying your dad was he quite supportive through that and was he good encouragement for you oh absolutely he yeah he cried too me and my dad cried a lot (laughs) but um, he was like it'll come back it'll come back Um, because I I felt my child like I just thought it was so wide eyed and like everything was simple black and white you're a Christian you're not a Christian you need to be Christian like you're doing that wrong that's you know I just (laughs) I saw everything so simple and if only it was as simple as that yeah yeah but thankfully it's just it it is to God I just don't know it and I don't understand it but I need to be okay with that so I had to let go of a lot of things that I thought I knew. Um, but yeah, Dad was very supportive. And Good. He didn't panic about that. He was just like, don't worry. <laughs> It'll come back. And he, you know, he's been praying for me since I was born, you know, yeah, yeah. before I was born. So, um, and I know, yeah, that's a huge reason why I carried on being a Christian. Good. Because I definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how long were you at the... A college for? Three years. Three years. What happens? Can I, anything interesting happening in between that, during that time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I got married. Yeah, <laughs> but actually yeah. it wasn't, well, I was at college, it was after I finished. But yeah, I met Pete, obviously, uh, straight away. Got to, we just kind of made friends in the same group. Um, at Cartsbridge, hung out for a good few months. I worked through a lot of stuff, like emotionally relationally uh, I was a bit of a mess to be honest for quite a while and then uh, yeah eventually got together and I tried to break up with him because I freaked out and he was like no <laughs> uh, I was like what and he was like I think we should pray about it I was like okay. didn't that was very wise of him he did yeah uh, so basically he used God against me <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need to do it. <laughs> Didn't really. But he, yeah, from then on, it was plain sailing. It'd be perfect. No, that's quite um, funny. You tried to leave and he was like, no. No, it wasn't because I wanted to leave. You stay with me, <laughs> women. Know I your just, place. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a mess. I was an absolute mess. Like, I just didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, I just was terrified of another relationship going yeah. down and And I was yeah. like, I don't want to hurt this guy. Because I cared about him, so I didn't want to. Yeah. So you, you pulled him out of a bit of a patch as well, which we all heard on, on the very yeah. first podcast. Well, I, I kind of, you know, pulled him out of uni first and then... <laughs> yeah, you yeah, did, did, did blame me for that. Too, I for know, that, so. I heard that. <laughs> okay, so you and Pete have uh, started a relationship. Um, you're still at college. Yes. Um, you spent, I'm assuming, a lot of time together with Christ. Um which is awesome because that's that's mm. key to a Christian relationship, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, then you got married just as you finished 
uh, college, is that right? No, 2009, so yeah. I finished in 2008, but Pete's yep. still doing his last year because he was a copycat and went to yeah, yeah. Christian College. Okay. He didn't do anything with work, he did a proper one. So you got married in 2009, did you say? Mm -hmm. That's good, you're the first person to know. Yes, what I know, the, I know what, that one. What is, it, what is the rest of the day? Well, it's the 13th of August. Pete said the 14th, didn't he? I can't But remember. I always, I get it wrong too, so. Well, you got it right tonight. I got it right so tonight. That's good. And everyone else that's been on's also got stuff wrong about their relationship and their marriages, so. Well, that's reassuring. Yes. <laughs> we'll not hold that against anybody. Um, okay. name right. So you just got married, um, you just lived in the south side, is that right? Yeah, at first, yeah, for, oh, that's when I can't remember how many years. A year, two years? It's been two years, at Two years. Okay. Next well, door to the church. Yeah. yeah. So that was the church you were still going to? Was that the one you worked at when you were doing your stuff? Yeah. So what was it like being an adult there and being part of the, the church itself? Yeah, it was a hugely positive time um, of, I just remember really appreciating the teaching and um, yeah, really godly guys, like the elders that were, um, just, yeah, uh, good, like I'd, um, I was set up with a girl called, <laughs> uh, called Hilary who, uh, she kind of mentored me through yeah. my time. So we talked a lot, prayed a lot together, read the Bible together. Again, another kind of model of discipleship and accountability within my life. Um, Hillary was a massively helpful, wise voice in my ear, <laughs> like that whole time. So really grateful for her. Um, yeah, positive being there, like the work. Like, I definitely struggled with aspects of you know, the, the course and yeah. um, what was expected of me and things, but that's just the paradox. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, okay, that's cool. So, Pete, I'm assuming during this time, got a job in Berlanic. Not in Berlanic, but yeah, while he was at Berlanic, yeah. The job was in Berlanic. Yeah, the job was in Berlanic. Pete's job was in Berlanic. He was a youth worker. And said that Pete got Oh, that's sorry, yes. No, that's funny, because I was imagining you're thinking I was now. imagining Southside when you said Berlanic, but actually, never mind. <laughs> yes, so when you just lived on the South Side, Pete got a youth worker job. Sorry, With yes. Pete <laughs> and Berlanic. Yes, yeah. correct. There we go. Go on the end. You know my life better than yeah. I do, so I'm just going to let you talk now. So how did you feel about that coming into Berlanic? Because you obviously started coming around church and being around uh, Rock Solid, which is a youth club. They later became... Uh, GYP and so on and so forth. What, what's your kind of memories from? Because that was quite a few years and a lot of yeah. on, So What was your memories of? Like, it was definitely difficult times. Like, I think it was a lot of, um, where are we going? Like, mm -hmm. what's what's going to become of us? Like, what? Um, like, it was a lot of positives as well. Like, obviously, the youth work stuff there was thriving. It was really doing well and. A lot of good relationships, good conversations, good opportunities to share the gospel with young people and, you know, tons of volunteers that were there that... Yeah. I like yourself. Um, so there's, there's two know. memories of which sticks out with, with me and you during those times. First of all, <laughs> that sounded well dodged, but no. No, first, I'm, not, I'm just a bit worried about what you're going to say. First of all, I remember you dropped like a filter and a paint in your car and Pete was pure raging at you. 
<laughs> I don't know why that sticks in my head. Red right? as well. It looked like someone had been yeah. murdered in the back yeah. of our car. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I just remember Pete being raging. Vauxhall Astra. Yeah. I don't know why that sticks in my head. That's hilarious. It sticks in my head. People try, try to scoop it out. That's that funny. Um, and secondly, I prayed, or well, you prayed for me the weekend I was saved. Hmm. So you did. You don't remember, do you? I do, actually. Oh, I good. don't remember what, you know, happened. But <laughs> I do, like, yeah. now you say that, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you were the first person to, to pray for me and with me. So that was pretty cool. Cool. That's what it's like in my head as well. That's why you're here today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All because of you. <laughs> Not because of anyone else. Yeah. So, um, so Pete's kind of kicking around church and being a youth worker and playing that game. You weren't a youth worker um, during that time. What What were you doing? Oh, I was working for South Lanarkshire Council at that time, doing a kind of youth worky type job. But it wasn't like, <laughs> I was uh, basically going into different colleges and like, again, working with kids with a lot of behavioural issues. Um, and then actually it was kids that were kind of in a course, a kind of course to get them into a trade basically. Okay. So through college or like woodwork or um, electricals and things like that, or hairdressing. So I'd basically just be sitting in with them and like we're doing like youth achievement awards with them and things like that. So. Okay. Um, Again, a lot of good opportunities from those years. Like, I was all around different places, so it wasn't just like one college, it was... Um, I'm assuming this was nothing to do with ministry? Well, no, it was, sorry, it was a completely, no, completely secular, non-Christian job. So, um, it was a, a totally actually valuable experience to do that, because uh, it was weirdly refreshing Yeah. Um, to not be having that safety net of Christians around you who are going to just back you up with things in the, the real world <laughs> yeah in the real world and like people would be like don't agree with that and like and you know not I, I didn't receive any face-to-face aggro from yeah. anybody about my faith but I was yeah I was like bold about sharing my faith then because I didn't care, <laughs> care what they thought I was just like what's this it um but it was it wasn't just a uh, brashness I do think like some good relationships came out of that and good conversations and um, folk I still am friends with now yeah. that we'd still happily cool. chat away to. So, yeah. Interesting. So, you start a family. You with some help that. from Pete. Yeah, Pete would definitely have been involved in that. <laughs> That's my fault, sorry. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so you start a family, but you also or moving house and starting to get involved in 20 schemes. So there's quite a lot going on at yeah. the one time. Talk yeah. us through that kind of time, is that We, tough? yeah, so we, it was in Garrett Hill, we'd moved to Garrett Hill first from the south side. Yep. And that's, we had Callan when we were in that house. And we also had the twins in that house. You can tell how hard I'm working right now. Yep. Don't you're, ask me what you did. You're already doing well, better. 2013, Cal was born. You're doing better than Pete. So <laughs> I did try and think this through before. I was like, I need to know where my kids were born. <laughs> if I could just remember that. And then the twins were born in that house. But although we had already put our house in the market and hoped to be moving into Berlanic at that yeah. point, you'd give me the thumbs up. <laughs> right. So we were surprised to have the twins in that house and we were kind of like, Ooh, are we ever going to sell our house? 
Um, but we did, so we moved, but couldn't get a house to buy, so we ended up moving into a flat to rent, yeah. which was great, and it was a really nice flat, but then within three months, pending, and then within three months, we found out that for legitimate reasons, the lady needed the flat back, and we were like, okay, so we've just moved here with three young kids, three <laughs> under three <laughs> like so we moved uh, into another house which thankfully came up um another rent that's we're renting that one as well unfortunately but uh, in Berlarek as well so the twins lived in well, obviously we all lived in three different houses yeah. before the twins were one wow yeah that was a tough time then and we're still in that house now yep Okay, and you now have a dog in that house? We, we have a dog. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Do you want to see a picture? <laughs> I think we've all seen pictures. Um, we love the dog. Good. And I'm assuming you also love your love your children as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're great. Okay, so what was, your, what was your relationship with God during that time? Because that was obviously challenging. You mean way back at... When, while you were kind of moving houses and things were unstable? Oh, I think it was, I do remember struggling again, <laughs> struggled like up and down. I don't think I've ever not struggled, but I think um, really struggled as a, as a young mum, I was a young mum, <laughs> um, to find time to spend yeah. with the Lord every day and to find a kind of routine with that. And I know that routine isn't everything, but I was just so kind of like, everything was happening to me. Um, so definitely feel like the first two years of the twins being around was a blur. I don't remember <laughs> anything really. Like I don't think I had a valuable thought that whole two years. I don't think I <laughs> did anything valuable though. I don't know. But I don't remember much about it yeah. and I just survived, I think, most of the time. Um, I was so tired. Um, but I, I do remember like I, somebody had sent me a book the, what's it called? Manual for young mums or something like that? Or, okay. uh, first, oh, do you know what I mean? Do you know what's so, there is something called a manual for like... Something like that. It's, it's a pink yeah, one and a blue one for girls. So I got sent this by a friend um, and the first one was um, just, it was literally just a Sam on one side and a very short thing to read. So it was like very bite sized, yeah, yeah. easy to read and easy to digest for mums that have got no brains left. <laughs> and it was just, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Yeah. And, you know, and it was just like, and I will give you rest. And I just wept. It was just like, yeah. You expect that when you come back to God after being so far from him, that he's going to pile on this like heavy load responsibility you should have done this and you should have done that and can't believe you done this and you know but actually all he's saying is come be with me just sit with me like love me and like yeah. not because I need you but yeah. because I love you and because I want you to be with me grace is incredible yeah it was just that amazing grace hit me like and yeah. um, I was just like yeah and I've been trying to remember that whenever I get to that kind of stage again, which has happened quite a few times since then. I'm like, come to me all you are weary. Like, that's where I go. That's where I should go, not yeah. anywhere else. Okay, so starting getting involved with 20 Schemes. Um, mm -hmm. What's that journey been like for you uh, as a as a mum? 
but it's definitely a learning curve in terms of, or like more of a heart curve. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, I do remember when we met Mez, like it was exciting and it was, uh, we were like, wow. But there must have been a lot of unknowns. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, w I remember being really unsure about being fit, made to feel like we had to move into Berlin and being like, yeah. I don't, like, you can't tell me. <laughs> like, that's my default. And it's like, you can't tell me where to live. But then, slowly, again, the Lord is at work to, like, it made sense yeah. because, you know, you're, the people you're reaching, you have to live near them to minister to them and to get to know them. And, and it's important, it's important that people know that because it's not, you don't want to show as if, you know, I want to pastor in Balanok, I want to evangelise in Balanok. However, I'm better than you, so I want to live in somewhere yeah. that's, that's better. Uh -huh. Yeah, you definitely know. in a gated community somewhere yeah, yeah. that's just nice and safe in your bubble. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, so it definitely felt like, mm, this is a bit of a, a weird move. And I remember <laughs> the, the massive like form that Pete had to fill out to become a pastor, or like a team. Uh, joined Twitter schemes and like well, obviously I was involved in that as well and I was just like this is so intrusive like <laughs> why do they need to know all this and like there's accountability it's like yeah. you know it makes so much sense now looking back you're like of course they're going to ask these questions like they need to know these things because they need to know you know who you are and you know we, we have nothing to hide we should yeah. have nothing to hide and so it was just like a massive like learning of it's okay. The people that are coming at me are not here to hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're not here to like take anything from me. There, it's a it was a good thing, and it was the Lord at work in my heart. And yeah, so answers a question. Yeah, no, definitely. I have a question around the roles of a a woman um, at church. <laughs> the, re the reason I bring that up is, I think often. People think that women are to stay at home, cook my dinner, look after the kids. You don't get a say in church. You are part of the background and you're just there yourself. Um, what, what would you say about that? Yep. <laughs> no. Um, I think the creational order is from the beginning, God created the male and female and he created them different and he gave them yep. both roles clearly from the start. The man is ahead of the household and that's not the bully of the yeah, household. Yeah. That's not the one who stomps all over everybody in the household. In fact, I think we all know that women definitely are the superior. <laughs> well, in, in a lot of relationships, the woman is smarter, the woman is, you know, more spiritually sensitive to things or whatever. But it's still, it's role, it's about roles. Jesus took on a submissive role when he came to earth. Yeah. Um, he was obedient to the Father. He was you know, died for mm -hmm. us. Um, and we get to play a little bit of that out, not in the same way of like, we hopefully don't have to die, but um, but like there's a, a role playing out of like, we are help, we are a helper for our husbands mm -hmm. and like we should be an encouragement to them and a, a joy to them and not a, a burden to them. And I think that, that's been a massive learning curve to me too, is like, and it's not, it's not just about getting your head right, it's your heart as well about what am I doing here? What, is, what does the Bible say about what, what women should be doing? And, um, and it looks like oppression if you yeah. read it. Yeah. If you read verses in isolation or whatever, 
you will see it as like, this is just pushing women down. But actually, you can see how, treat, how Jesus treats women um, with utter respect. And, you know, there's a lot of prominent roles that women have in the Bible. Um, and, uh, yeah, and the same with church as well. Like there's, there's roles at church as well. And, yeah. we, and it's not, like, we don't understand everything. Again, like, we do have to the truth of like well god is good god has made yeah. um rules for us i mean we don't understand why but we know that he's good and we know that what he said to us what we should do and like sometimes we don't know why and how they connect but one day we will and and it's like it should be a privilege for us to play out a role that is humble and that is submissive and for it sure. doesn't mean being stomped all over it is because obviously the 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 onus is on the the, the man of the house to love his wife as Christ loves the church, which is pretty tall order. Yeah, if you ask for me. sure. Um, for sure, it's a partnership. And, yeah, and absolutely. I'll, yeah. I'll speak for your church, and hopefully Peter agrees. But if it wasn't for some of the women in your church, man, we, man, we'd be useless. Your church would be, yeah, it wouldn't be very well organised. We'd be playing football the whole time. Keep it together, the women. <laughs> <laughs> um, Got so, a that <laughs> Uh, so yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know if I answered that very fully. No, no, you didn't. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it was, and I, I probably just put that on you. No, it's alright. Oh. No, I think that's, that's good to kind of think over because women shouldn't be seen as a, almost a slave. That's not what it's about. And I think a lot of people outside the church might might think that. Yeah, so. and it's a, and I I totally get why you'd be frightened by any sort of chat about being submissive because you immediately think of someone taking advantage yeah. or somebody lording it over you when actually like you say it's a partnership like just because you have different roles doesn't mean you don't get to say or have an opinion or you know like you work together and you love each other and of like you, you and with the church it's a body it moves together in the same direction if there's division it doesn't move in the same direction and in, in the marriage there's division it doesn't move in the same direction so like yeah it has to be um mutual dying to dying to yourself within those relationships definitely so, where are you at at the moment then? What's been going on? Obviously, we've been in lockdown for on and off for a year now. What's life been like for you during that time? Yeah, there's well, it's absolutely been difficult times. Like we, I think we set the bar too. This is not a usual problem for us. We set the bar too high for ourselves with homeschooling the first time round, and I got discouraged by. We just didn't know. Nobody knew what they were doing yeah. in the first wave of it all. So um, we were trying to do Joe Wicks every day and this, this and that and that. Yeah. And like, we had a timetable for the day and everything. Yeah. And then we just got really like, just bummed out and we're like, ah, sack it all. So we just took a week off and then we'd be back on it the next week and take yeah. another week off. So I think we were, yeah, we're getting probably really stressed out at, uh, at the beginning and then... I think the second time, when it came round to, obviously the schools were giving out work and we were a bit more prepared for it the second time, so um, that was a lot different and we had lowered our expectations somewhat. <laughs> like, if our children can focus for 20 minutes today, we have done something good. <laughs> and if they play on the trampoline or on their fires, that's okay. So. And your boys are pretty mental, so. Uh, yeah, they're the worst ones, yeah. definitely. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was tough, and I don't find 
being at home difficult though. <laughs> it makes me lazy though, and it makes yeah. me uh, like. I'm quite happy just being in a bubble and like yeah. with my family. At but home. it's so it's so easy though to do that. Yeah. So so easy. I mean, we spent about six months trying to recruit you into the street fleet. I know. I know. You know? And eventually and I'm doing such a great job and now. And you've already done anything since. I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, let's see what the cakes are this week. <laughs> Join that week. Yeah. yeah. So, life was difficult then, try to kind of homeschool the boys and, and kind of try to juggle just normality because mm-hmm. being locked in the house together all that time is brutal. Yeah. How did you feel about being away from uh, gathering as a church? Yeah, I think again, it was... It was there was nice things about that, I'm not going to lie. Like, there was, didn't have to get the kids ready in the morning and, like, brush your teeth, just stay in your jammies, it was great. But yeah. then, actually, then you start to see the withering of your faith. You yeah. start to see the um, problems that arise in your own heart and other people's lives and mental health issues yeah. from just not being around each other, not having that constant encouragement yeah. and like especially teaching. especially because at the beginning nothing was it was everything was pre-recorded if you remember and, and Pete would send them out usually on Sunday morning and you could just watch it at your own leisure yeah. as and when yeah things then changed and we started meeting together on zoom as a church but mm-hmm. certainly it would have been so easy just to follow away and oh yeah get it's like just habits. slip away and be anonymous yeah, like yeah. turn your camera off like and it's a temptation that still is there for me is to just again just withdraw and um, I think I'm a weird mix of introvert, extrovert, and I do, and I, I don't really know what's going through my head half the time sometimes with, yeah. with church because I do love the people and miss the people and miss the singing, miss the, um, all that. But yeah, it's 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 amazing because it just brings out the real you and you really get to see it in like crystal clear. Yeah. Do I really miss that, and why do I not? And why do I miss this and not that? And like, it makes you really question where your heart's at with the Lord and like, what you're basing your faith on. Like, am yeah. I just living off the faith of other people or like the encouragement of other people? I'm not. Am I not able to to stay in my own mm-hmm. like Bible reading routine and prayer routine? Do I but, need other people to keep me doing that? But at the same token, that that's why you can't just be on your own. Yeah, but you it also, work. It's also dangerous to just fall into the trap of being part of a church and not actually walking your own yeah your own there's, walk. there's there's um pitfalls on either side yeah, for sure for sure okay so we started meeting together as a church again praise the lord mm-hmm. that was that was incredible on yeah. sunday it was good to be back which are i was going to say what's your plans for the future but you don't plan anything no. so but what's don't your know what i'm having for dinner tomorrow <laughs> pizza yeah. oh yeah there we go, having pizza. You'd think I would set up some food page or something like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> we should have totally spoken about that. We could have done a whole half an hour on that. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. um, so, what's your kind of immediate plans? Have you got anything happening going on? Just get back into things, and I think I'm. I am looking forward to routine and structure coming back. I think because as much as I want to rebel against it, I do need it. And yeah. Um. Like I'm doing women's work as part of the church as well, so obviously like that's uh, going to be hopefully ramping up again into the summer um, as we can gather a bit more. Um, so plans are just to take one day at a time really and yeah. 
Um, I think my personal walk with the Lord is uh, something that I need to just pick first, like, yeah. um, and not just do the things that you know I, I need to take a box for. Not that yeah, that's yeah. you know my it's not what I wake up in the morning want to do, but it's what you find yourself doing sometimes. You just yeah. kind of um, sometimes going through the motions of things that are not. So I I just want to my plan is to renew my faith in the Lord and come back to him more than I have been in the last few months which I think has been yeah do you know I think sometimes relationship with, with the Lord is sometimes like a diet I mean, <laughs> how many diets do you say you're going to start yeah like, and, you, and you do you and they kind of follow you diet. <laughs> that's, that's definitely not what I was no, saying I, I would never put the past your feet would do that yeah he definitely hasn't dieted for a while <laughs> Um, okay, so how, well, pizza tomorrow then. Yeah. So how can how can folks be praying for you at the moment then? Yeah, I think. I think. It's easy to say pray for spiritual discipline and then just carry on, yeah. you know, doing whatever you want. But like, I think I would really want prayer for that uh, for our family, my kids to know the Lord, um, the signs that there's. Uh, belief there but again that yeah it's, it's scary to think to the future and like you see them growing up they've grown up so much even just over lockdown yeah, like, yeah. You, you know the increasing like sense of responsibility for them and their their faith when the Lord has definitely got them and um, will work um, but just pray for their salvation um, um, pray for us and our jobs to Health as well is another issue that keeps kind of battering us. People with his headaches, he quite often will just end up like having to go back to bed or whatever for a day or two. Um, so that can really mess things up yeah. ministry-wise. But then again, that's the Lord not working that, even though we don't want it. <laughs> um, I mean, with my rheumatoid arthritis, although it's been so much better over the last like year, um, like it could go differently, yeah. you know, in the future. So it's just trying to trust, trust, and just keep doing the next thing, and um, one foot in front of the other, carefully, and not just what I think I should be doing. But this is a really long answer to your question. Basically, spiritual discipline, <laughs> love for the Lord, kids' salvation. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will be praying for that for you. So I think just before we finish up, I ask you just to have a think about what your favourite or one of your favourite uh, Bible passages mm-hmm. or verses may be. Uh, I'm hoping you've came prepared. I'm assuming you have. I have got my Bible open at the right width. Okay. Hey, um, before that, ask her if she's ever left her kids alone by themselves. Okay. <laughs> Tell me really the time you good. left your kids alone. Yes, it was an accident. So I was having a kind of one-to-one with a girl in our, this is back at uh, Garrow Hill. Twins were three months old, something like that. So they were just teeny tiny, sleeping a lot, upstairs in their little like swaddle things next to each other, like little sausages in their cot. And they were, they'd been asleep for hours. And then Pete had talked about taking the three boys out. This is a long story. It was talked about taking the three boys out for a walk in the pram. And I was like, all right, okay. So I had in my head, he's taking them out, right? And then, so this girl, Finished with her and I was like, do you know what, I can just give you a lift home. I was like, can I just give you a lift? So we got in the oh. car, shut the door, locked it obviously, and off we went and took her home back to Springboig and <laughs> we were like, chatted, I chatted to her mum for like 10 minutes. 
Um, and then got back in the car. And I must have been out of the house for 20 minutes by that point. And as I was pulling up to roundabout, I just had this, like, this horrible I am going to vomit. I would just realise what I've done. I have left the twins at home. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, I am the worst mother ever. <laughs> And I like started shaking uncontrollably <laughs> and I like, tried to phone Pete while I was driving. Shouldn't do that, but it was like, oh, what are we gonna do? I was like, have you got the twins? They're just like uh, talking nonsense. He's like, no, why would I have the twins? It's like, I thought you took them in my walk. It's like, no, I said to you I was gonna leave them. I was like, oh no. So I like drove like an absolute maniac. Uh, they were fine. Long story short, I cried a lot. They cried a lot. <laughs> but wow. they were absolutely fine. Oh my goodness, that's not my proudest moment. No, there's definitely a story that comes to mind on that, which we'll not touch on because it's, yeah, that, that, yeah. anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, so thanks for adding that in, Pete. I mean, I could add a lot more in, but that yeah. was fantastic. One of the pinnacles. The dancing bit. Do the, we, do the we, boys know this? Actually, I don't know if they do. That, We've that not mean, talked about it. It's not that I've been hiding it from them, nah. I just haven't been. You just forgot. <laughs> Again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. again, I've got Okay. I think you should tell them and see if they judge you. See, there is actually a stand that says, what, can a mother forget her child? And I'm like, yes! Yes, they can! That bit always gets me, I'm like, I did! Is it, is it bad that I'm not even surprised? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, so back to where we are. So your, your, your passes that you've uh, prepared. I find it really hard because I don't have a, like... No, it's a, it's a hard one. There is answer. a verse I've picked, but it's... Um, it's just one that comes to mind. Yeah, it's one that comes to mind. So there's tons that I feel like are well-known that have been hugely influential on me. But um, I just wanted to read Isaiah 46, verse 4, um, which says, I will be the same until you're... This is God speaking. I will be the same until your old age, and I will bear you up when you turn grey. I have made you, and I will carry you. I will bear and rescue you. Wow. Um, I just thought it kind of sums up a lot of like who God is, the fact that I'm finite, he's infinite, like um, until my old age, you know, the kind of he's unchanging, I change, he doesn't. Um, and he made me and he will, he will bring me to mm-hmm. completion. Ah, great reminder. I mean, you're old just now anyway, so yeah. you're currently living that. I'm actually so kind of greying as well, yeah, you know, yeah. so... No. People are probably going to say that anyway, but... <laughs> just get in there. No, fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, uh, I'll just pray before we finish up then. Thank you. Lord, uh, thank you for this time. Um, I thank you that we can use technology like this as an opportunity to share what great work you're doing in people's lives. And Lord, I just ask that you speak to speak to anyone that's on the fence about you, um, soften their hearts, show them what it's like to 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 walk with you, Lord. Show them grace as you would, and show them love. Lord, I just thank you for Cara. I thank you for everything that's going on in her life that's brought her to where she is today, and I thank you for the courage of coming on tonight and, and sharing her story. Lord, she clearly loves and trusts in you to make decisions in our life and yeah, Lord, I'm, I'm so thankful for that. It's that I think you bless you bless both of us for the rest of this week. And that she continues to to love and be faithful to you. Lord, I just bring these things to you tonight in your name. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. There's actually one thing we've not done yet. Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! You're totally my best! Birthday, dear Ads! Happy birthday to you! Look at you, you're so Thank you! Thank you! Thank you, thank you. What age are you today, Alex? Uh, 28. Oh, so wow. Start a baby. Just a yes. baby. Yes. <laughs> Although, it would be so strange that I won't share that with anybody because I've just blown on it. Normally, you'd be like, getting yeah, on about the cake, but yeah. Wouldn't your wife have that? No, <laughs> Is she like, no, you're blown on that? No, I'm like, they're both. That's my excuse to eat both of them. So, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the My Hope Story podcast. To find out how you can have your own hope story, go to www.myhopestory.co.uk.